Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And I'm joined as always, as always, as always by my esteemed co-host, Dexter J. Tucker. What's good, fam? How y'all feel? And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. And one thing I want to say, it feels good to be back. Dexter, how are you doing? How are things in your world? One, it feels good to be back. Good to be back. Been gone for a minute, but everything's good in my world. Everything's good in my world. Like I was saying, uh, who are all who are getting ready to record. Like I've been finding myself, you know, doing my special clapback. Whole bunch of people uh, when it comes to work. But my favorite word I've been using is caveat. I, when I tell you I love that word caveat, like it's just it's like the perfect moment to hit. I'm like, oh, but the caveat to that is this: it just shut up the conversation. It's just. Man, if y'all have not been using the word caveat, use it. Use it. It will get your point across. Every, every. No, it's, it's funny. As we get older, we got to find different ways to still get our get our fade in without losing our job. Listen, we've grown yeah. now. We can't be in here fighting. We'll end up on YouTube or TikTok or something. So we have to find very eloquent ways of getting them with a little cut here and there. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm glad to hear things are, are going well. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. This is the podcast where we do have unscripted conversations about relationships and dating. If you're a longtime listener, you're probably like, yo, what happened? Like, you were there and then you weren't. Like, things were popping. Things were going. We were having great conversations. We were healing. We were learning. We were on this journey towards love together and then things just stop and if you've been on my social media page on my instagram you found out that i did go through a divorce so i did want to take time to stop pause get myself together and then continue on the journey of walking alongside you guys as we try to figure out this thing called love as i mentioned in a post i'm like yo I'm not even immune to the twists and turns that life throws at us, especially in our relationship. And one of the things that I wanted to do was really demonstrate and um, kind of be authentic and be one of the leaders in doing the things I've been preaching. Like some of the, sometimes we can't just talk a good game. We actually have to walk it out and live it. And boy, did I live it. Um, I'm continuing to heal. I'm continuing to grow. But I remain hopeful. Like, I still believe love is out there. Like, I'm still a hopeless romantic. I'm not going to go Kevin Samuels and start saying how relationships are terrible and have all these 
crazy expectations on people. No, I understand that life happens. The main reason I started this podcast was because I knew from the jump that love is going to be unscripted. There are going to be things that we can't plan out, can't predict, and this is where we're at. One of the things I will say, Dexter, that I've learned is that even though things may not always go well, relationships may end, change is going to be consistent. And it's never about the change that happens. It's how you respond to the change. And so today I want us like, listen, we're going into a new season. Uh, we almost kind of straight skipped fall and went straight to winter here in Nashville. I don't know about y'all where y'all at. It went from being 95 and warm to 31 and needing to cut the heat on. But one of the things we know that is ever constant is change. Listen, gas prices have continued to go up and down depending on the day. Food prices have continued to go up and down as the, day, as the days progress. Listen, if you are in the renting market, if you're in the housing market, we're seeing that thing fluctuate and change on a daily basis. People are losing out on opportunities on houses because uh, uh, interest rates keep going up, things of that nature. Listen, even in our own personal lives, we just came out of a pandemic. Now people are dealing with changes in how do we get back to normal life? We're outside now. How do we do this thing called change? And one thing we continuously say on this podcast is not really about the change that happened, but it's how you respond to the change. So Dexter, in your, like, in your point of view, why do you think it's so difficult for people to adapt to change when it happens? The thing with change, and like, I've discovered this like in my time as well, is like, the thing about change is the hardest part is, is being able to admit that you need or that you need, actually need to adapt. Because the thing that ha happens, and I'm I'm a hundred percent guilty of it, is like when change happens, right? Like when like when gas prices went up, right? So when gas prices went up, like it's like oh, like it's hitting my pockets, like it's affecting me, and I'm a victim in this because I've been victimized by this change that I have to now adapt to. But it's like, but what do I do? Do I stop going to work? Do I stop going to get groceries? Do I stop doing any of the things I need to do? In order to survive, or do I stop the fact? Do I allow myself to get out of the place of where I'm feeling like I'm a victim and realize, you know what, I need to be able to adapt instead? And so the the biggest thing is like not with wanting to change or needing to change or adapting to change is is realizing that I have to give up my right to be right. And if I give up my right to be right and realize that okay, now I'm right. But I don't need the situation itself to prove that I'm right. I just need to adapt to the situation so that way I can keep moving forward, even though it's going to hurt doing it, even though I may not even like moving forward with what's going on in front of me. I have to move forward in order to be the best version of myself that I'm working towards right now. Because if I just sit in this moment right now and I allow this situation to control my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my environment, my work environment, and all the people around me that love me, I will stay stuck in this situation. I will be a victim, but I will I will not allow I won't be the person that I know I can be and want to. I'll just be stuck in the same situation. So I'm curious, when when you get to that point where there's a change that you need to make and it's an uncomfortable change, where do you feel it at in your body? 
you feel it, you feel it everywhere. Like, I know for me, like I'll feel it in the pit of my stomach. I'll feel it like in my chest. I'll feel it in my hands. Like I'll start to like, I'll start to get nervous. Like I'll start to perspire, but I'll feel it everywhere. And it's like the most, it's like the most uncomfortable feeling ever. Cause it's like, cause you've been in this specific place for the longest time and you've been comfortable. You know, you've even, even in situations where things weren't the best, you know, for yourself or the people around you, you've kind of learned how to traverse, you know, the, the, the difficulty of being in that situation. And you've kind of com- become comfortable with, you've kind of, com- it's like you've become comfortable with the chaos. And when you get comfortable with that chaos, you just start to move, move through it. And then it's like, oh, I actually need to change now. And like, like the reality of what you're actually going through hits you like a ton of bricks. It's like, well, you know what? I need to, I need to do something now. Like I can't, I guess it gets to the point where you literally cannot stay where you're at and you have to keep moving forward. It's like, it's kind of like when you have a butterfly and they're in the crystals and they're trying to change, like they literally get uncomfortable inside, inside the cocoon that they're in and you have to move and burst forward and, and get out of where you're at. So that way you can fly off and move forward where you go. And that's literally what it feels like. It feels like you feel it all over in your body. Your body actually physically reacts to it, but you realize at that moment, like you literally, like I said, you cannot stay where you're at because if you stay where you're at, it don't get. Yeah, the first place I often feel change, like when I need to make a change, I feel it in my chest first, Mm -hmm. and then like right here in the middle of my forehead. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I got a nerve or pain or something, but when it's a change that. I also know I need to make, but it's uncomfortable making. I feel it in those two places. And I've Mm -hmm. learned to kind of listen to my body when it says stuff. Because I don't think people realize that your body is always telling you things so that it can keep you safe and protect you. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we tend to do in relationship to change is we fight it. Like we don't let it happen. Mm -hmm. Like we are so quick to push back on change especially in relationships because when those feels get attached think about when you get married finances resources all this stuff gets connected and combined it may be difficult to change even if you're in a relationship trying to go to that next healthy level Mm -hmm. it's going to require a different level of communication is going to need a different level of authenticity is going to need a different level of intimacy, but that doesn't always feel good to do. And I think what I would love for people to start doing, and I'm trying to do a lot more of this too, is be in tune with what my body's telling me in regards to change. Like, what is it saying? Because a lot of our, our, our automatic, like, push opposition to change is because we are not in control of what our body is doing. And, and over time, I've had to learn, like, yes, I need to change, but also I don't have to have a knee-jerk response in that moment. Change doesn't have to happen immediately, but you do have to, like you said, be willing to accept change. And so as we, like, continue to change, we also have to, like you said, admit the fact that change does need to happen. But what happens when we feel like the change that we are 
being led to or being led through was not something that we brought about. Like the change that I'm going through is now because someone else made a decision. And I may not have agreed to the decision. They may have decided to cheat. They may have decided to not be honest with money. They may have decided that they don't want to communicate in the way that is necessary for a relationship. And now change is happening because of someone else. How do we accept the fact that, okay, change does need to happen, but I also feel some type of way because I'm not the one who brought about this situation. That's a, the best way I can, because I've been there. I've been there. And I had this thought the other day and I shared it with my wife. And it was, if I always focus on what somebody else doesn't do, if I always focus on what they didn't do, what they should have done, what they could have done, if I focus only on that and I don't move forward, I literally strangle the gift of grace. And so what brought it about was like I was thinking I, I was thinking about that specific, especially like how the, you know, the current status of a lot of relationships are with like a lot, some a lot like a lot, we see it. We see it on social media, like a lot of people are getting divorced. And it's almost like on a daily basis, you see it. And I looked at them like, man, what what happened? What happened? And you hear the same thing. It's reconcilable differences and and all of these things. I'm like, man, like it's the same thing. But I realized that when you're hit with the change like that, you're literally at a crossroad. And the first thing you need to do is like, feel what you're feeling. Feel it like, okay, I'm I feel be like, you know what? I'm validating what I feel. I know what I've done. I, I know what I've committed to. I know the vows I've made. We agreed today. You know, we agreed to be engaged. We agreed to do all these things together. You know, I I I, I did this. I I I I supported your dreams. I supported your goals. I helped put you through school. Whatever it was, you were there. And you realize you what you've done and all of those things. Like, but recognize that, 100 percent recognize that. And give and give yourself kudos for what you've done, because a lot of times we get stuck. We get stuck in this false sense of humility that we feel like, oh well, I didn't do much. Yes, you did. You did a lot. You did a lot. So congratulate yourself on what you've done. But the the but the also the ah, my favorite word the caveat to that is you got to realize like okay I know that all the things that I've done, but if I stay right here and I focus on what I've done. I can also start focusing on all the things that they haven't, but also realize that even at the end of the day, even in marriage, dating, relationships, you know, even even in being engaged to someone, regardless of all the good you may do, it does not mean that the other person is going to do good as well. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you've done well. You've served your purpose. You've committed. You've done all that you know how to do. And because they haven't done it, you cannot allow that to affect who you are, because if it affects who you are, it can be the smallest thing and it can be literally a seed. And if you don't kill it at the root, it starts to happen and it starts to grow and fester. And then everybody that's attached to you starts to feel the effect of what you're, what you're not, what you're choosing to stay in. And so, like I said, like give yourself, give, give yourself kudos for what you've done. But also in doing that and moving forward and making that choice to, Realize what you've done is a great thing because loving well, loving well is a skill. And that's a skill that you've built on, especially in relationships. When you've done well and you loved well, 
and you've done all those things, give yourself that grace to be like, you know what, I've done all these things and I've done well. And I love them as best I could. I've used every avenue and resource I've done to try to make this what it can be. But at this juncture, I have to move forward and I have to change for the sake of me. Because if I don't, even in this, I'm not, you're doing two things. You're not giving yourself grace and you're not giving that person enough grace to move forward. Because if you've been, if you love them well, then that person, whoever you're going through this change with, will realize, hey, I have this moment in time where I was given the love I, I needed and even sometimes even the love I did deserve. I've received all of that from this person. And that moment can literally be a teaching moment for them. And you've given them the grace to grow from that moment. So that way, whoever they come in contact with, they've grown from either the bad, the bad decision that they've made with you. So that way they can move forward and they're not living a life of strife and living a life in bondage or any of those things because they've been given the grace that you first given yourself to move forward. Hmm. And that's tough. That's tough because that's almost like being the bigger man, being the bigger woman right. and extending that grace. And, and to someone who feels like that, like, hey, the change isn't because I wanted to change. I was forced to change. I, and I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. It's like, so what? Okay, you're in this position. Listen, life is not fair. Life is balanced. I'm going to say this again. Life is not fair, but life is balanced. If it were fair, then everybody would get the exact same thing in every relationship, and we don't. If you've been in a long-term relationship, if you've been married at any given point, you understand that things are not always fair. Things are not always split right down the middle. Things are not always even. The hope is that it can be equitable, which means that everyone gets what they need in, in the proper proportion. Not everyone gets the exact same thing at every given time, at any given time. Life is not fair, it's balanced. The very fact that you're in that position in the relationship, that that broken relationship, the hardship you're in is the counter action of things you've already been doing. This is the part people don't like. Whatever happens in the relationship is it's it's very much a result of a combination of what someone else did and what you did. Mm -hmm. Both of you are involved. Both of you have to take responsibility. And when we look at change as only being one-sided, they're making me go through this, then you kind of almost try to give yourself an out and not take accountability for the role you play. The only thing we can really control in any relationship is our side. You can't make nobody do anything. But we are 100% control of how we respond and how we move forward in things. I still remember after uh, talking with my therapist for a while and helping me get through the divorce, one of the most important questions that he asked me was, okay, now what? Hmm. He was like, okay, now what? And essentially, as he was saying, what happened was, it was what it was, but what does the rest of your life look like going forward? And I think so many times people are spending so much time looking back at what is making them change versus seeing what could be the 
potential positive aspects of change that are moving forward. Why do you think so many people, Dexter, get caught looking backwards when change is presented to them rather than looking forward? It's a and that's a it's it's a tough spot to be because it's like you it's like you it's like you're trying it's like I'm, it's almost a feeling like being stuck in mud. It's like you're trying to you're trying to go forward, but it's like you feel like you're taking two steps back at the same time. It's like well. I, I, it's like you almost you feel like as if you're you have so much to look forward to as far as the person you're gonna become and the and the work you're gonna put into it and then it's like you get a you get a, a memory pops in your head it's like oh but this happened you know and you feel like you're taking two and three and four steps back and that 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 position you're in it's a tough spot and that's probably one of the worst spots you can be in as you're trying to grow and change from this situation but the one thing you have to do is realize that. What happened happened. Like you gotta take it from the Lion King. You really do. You gotta put the past behind you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's it's the <laughs> and it's the truth. It's like man, that thing preached to me. Like I, there is literally nothing I can do. I can't do anything about it at all because it already happened. And I can't. All I can do is hold myself responsible for me and how I deal with what's going on. And also at the same time realize like when those when those memories pop in your head, because they will, they will, those thoughts and those memories and those good moments, those bad moments, the what caused the change, what caused the hurt, what caused the disappointment, it's gonna pop in your head. It is. But what you have to do is realize, you know what? It happened. And realize and, and, and tell yourself one and one one thing that helped me when I when I went through heartache. Um, when I was dating, one thing that helped me was like, you know what, it happened, but it didn't happen to me. And the reason it didn't happen to me is because I made the decision to, to allow myself to realize I can, I can only allow it to happen if I so choose. Mm, mm. It's, it didn't happen. Say that again. <laughs> it happened, but it didn't happen to me. Ooh, that's good. That's a clear distinction. I love that. It happened, but it didn't happen to me. And, and here's another thing, Dexter. People delay their healing. They delay their progress when you continue to look back. When you continue to drag your feet and not move forward with the necessary discomfort that naturally comes with change. Man, there was when I was growing up and I used to work with my grandfather during the summers and he used to restore old burnt down houses. So what happens a lot of times when a house burns down, a lot of the sheetrock melts. And when the fire department comes, they spray the house, but it's all wet. And a lot of time that sheetrock is now almost like cemented to the floor. And when I would go with him in the summer, I would have like my little scraper thing. And my job was to scrape the drywall off of the um, kitchen floor. And of course, me being young, sometimes I'd be like, man, I don't want this job. I want to do the sledgehammer. I want to knock down walls, but I'm over here doing this. And so I would be sitting there fiddling through the floor, barely even like putting any muscle into it. And my grandfather one day walked over to me. He was like, my, <laughs> my middle name is Ryan. He was like, Ryan. You can either allow this to take 15 minutes or 50 minutes. Either way is on you. And, and that, that's so crucial to our healing because guess what? I think so many times we delay our own healing by dragging our feet. 
by not going ahead and going to therapy um, uh, when we know that we're emotionally unloosed. Mm-hmm. We don't reach out to our support system. We'd rather just do it all of ourselves. We don't want the internet to know. We don't want people in our city to know that we done broke up. So I'm just going to hide out. You're delaying your own healing. You're delaying your own progress. Even not being willing to voice that you had a breakup and hiding. That's one of those things that stops your progress. It can take 15 minutes, as my grandfather would say, or take 50. Healing does. Here's one thing that I've learned as a therapist. Healing doesn't have to take years and years. It doesn't. All my therapist friends, if you're listening, y'all know the saying that I'm about to say. You got to do the work. And when you do the work, that's when progress happens. That's when healing happens. And there's always a point in therapy where you just start really hitting your stride. It's because you're willing to break down the wall, be vulnerable, take accountability for whatever you need to do, and take responsibility for your own healing. When you do that, it doesn't have to take two, three, four, five years to heal from a breakup that happened two, three, four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to be healed. But one thing that we cannot do is keep looking back in that mirror. If we keep looking back, like you said, it's going to be like stuck in the mud. And if you've ever seen somebody get that got a car stuck in the mud, they get frustrated real easy. There's always a bunch of curses. <laughs> It's not a pleasant time because you're just spinning. You're using energy, you're using time that you don't. Let's not even get stuck on time. We don't know how long we have on this planet. We really don't. So, would you rather spend the rest of your life with the opportunity of being happy, being whole, working towards wholeness, having positive experiences, meeting new people? Like, do you want that? Or do you want to be stuck in the past, almost in like a time capsule of looking at what was and reminiscing mm-hmm. over how things used to be? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. You don't have to be stuck. You don't have to be in this healing process longer than necessary. I don't know if y'all see anyone who's had a cast. You're only supposed to have a cast on for so long. But if you have it on too long, your skin gets irritated, it starts to peel, you can get an infection, and you're, you're in the process too long. And that's what's happening. Okay, here we go. Here we go. People are spending too long in their healing process, and they're continuing to get new infections. They're um, harboring resentment, which comes as a result of not addressing the hurt and pain and holding it in and not giving it out. So, Dexter, here we go. People who are stuck in that that healing process for longer than they need to. What encouragement would you give someone to be able to get out of that rut of almost kind of like self-pity, that victimhood mentality, uh, just being in a a dilapidated and a powerful place? Like, what would encouragement would you give someone to try to like Get them out of that and get started moving so they don't have to be in this healing loop forever. It just hit me while you were talking, and I'm going to try to make it make sense as I say it. One thing of encouragement I would give you, because I had to do this for myself. One thing I would say is if you're healing, stop using the person that hurt you as a mirror to how you feel. 
Don't like stop looking at them and what they're doing and try to allow that to determine how you should feel. So if that person that hurt you is doing the work, they're doing the work and you're looking at them grow and, and develop and do all these things, what happens is we use what they're doing as a mirror to how we should feel because we think they should feel how we're feeling. Not realizing you are two completely different people and the only person you're responsible for is you. And they're going to do what, and as my granny would say, they're going to do whatever they want to do. And it's, and it's had, and it honestly, it has nothing to do with you, what they're doing. And so one of the best things I can say is with that mirror, break, break that mirror and realize, you know what? I can't use what they're doing to affect how I'm feeling because I have to feel what I feel. They're not committed to you. You're no longer their responsibility. They're not tied to you in any way. So whatever you're feeling, you're feeling by yourself and they're off living their life. So the best thing you can do for you is break the mirror you're looking to, looking into and realize that, you know what? The only mirror I need to look in is the one I'm looking at. And realize that you owe it to yourself to move forward because everyone else around you is moving forward and you're the only one stuck behind. So, Go ahead, finish up, finish up. <laughs> so give yourself enough grace and be fair enough to yourself and also be tough enough with yourself to realize, you know what? I'm the only one that's stuck around. And the best thing I can do is slowly but surely come out this mud, but realize that if I take too much time, I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then I have to move forward and I have to do it now and realize that every dream, every desire, every goal I have is dependent upon me moving Listen, that that is some powerful encouragement. Like that, that's the that's the emotional wall that they everyone has to get over at some point. Mm-hmm. Is stop comparing to that. Im- it may not even be a person, but that image in the mirror that we keep looking at that is the barometer of how we're feeling. Like we got to break that. And as we transition into our flip the script segment, which is the segment of the show where our guest or me or Dexter will give a simple tool or strategy on how to overcome a particular challenge that we discussed in the episode. So right now, I'm going to go ahead. Dexter gave you the emotional piece. I'm going to give you this, a step-by-step process. And I personally use this to be able to get back to where I am, doing the podcast, doing what I love, talking about relationships, even though my marriage had failed. And here's the process that you could do. Is it, you've heard me talk about it before. If you've been a listener, it's real relationship goals. So the first step, is rediscover yourself. Step two, go on a healing journey. Step three, start investing in yourself. Step four, start encouraging yourself. Use, be your own source of encouragement. And then five, find a way to nourish your process and your journey. If you're able to do those five things, you'll be not only in a better relationship with the person you you may be in a relationship with, but with yourself. Because you can only be as good as you can be. Hmm. A relationship is only going to be as healthy as you are. And y'all will hear me talk about those much more as we continue on in this journey. And speaking of change, yo, Dexter, we have the Love Unscripted HD back up and running. We're going to have multiple videos. Like, you already get the podcast, but we're going to start doing reaction videos. I'm going to start doing how-to and some 
more relationship education for the channel. I'm gonna just put some videos out so you guys can get some real practical tools from a therapist. Um, also, Dexter, you got anything that you're gonna start doing? Anything in your realm? Anything new? So, uh, hate to sound old, but I don't found myself on TikTok. So, <laughs> so what I'm actually gonna start doing is start doing, um, start doing a lot of short stories, uh, poetic short stories on TikTok. I'm also gonna post them on, um, on the Instagram page, Instagram page for love on my sleeve, just kind of revamp it. Um, and just show like more, more videos of short stories, uh, words of encouragement, things of that sort. But the real thing I'm focused, I'm really excited about is posting the short stories, uh, just from stories I've written and new stories that I'm working on right now. Um, so you guys can kind of just see the creative side of, of who I am and how I see love and how it how it translates to it. Hey, so where where they find you said love on my is it a love on my sleeve? It's gonna be a love on my sleeve on Instagram and love on my sleeve on TikTok. All right, so follow Dexter on those platforms. Also head on to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, iHeartRadio comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast lane, go ahead and head on over to YouTube to Love Unscripted HD, where you can see the full episode, see the full video for this show. Yo, I've really enjoyed this. I'm glad to be back. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready to have so many more conversations. And y'all already know, we gonna have some dope guests coming in the future. Listen, this journey has not ended. You just hit a speed bump. But guess what? A speed bump does not stop your journey onto your destiny. So listen, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace